0: This is no sold episode fifty-one. We're back, East West connection. Just Frank and I. Duke out on assignment. Frank, how you feeling out west? Pretty good. Tired. A lot of wrestling this past weekend, so mm. spent. Yeah, a lot of wrestling. There was a uh, WWE Night of Champions, which we're going to get into on this show. Then we also had Double or Nothing. There was an NXT show in there. Um for everyone listening, Frank and I are gonna cover AEW Double or Nothing on a new show, Talk Elite. We're gonna be talking all about all elite wrestling, AEW. There's so much going on with AEW Frank. I feel like it kind of needs its own show. Some would say we're doing a Tony Khan here, right? Yeah, man, a second show. Splitting it up, dividing the roster. <laughs> Brand <laughs> split. Yeah. Frank Frank got drafted to the all elite show. Yeah. Um yeah. So we're going to talk all about double or nothing on Wednesday. We'll drop that show. We'll get all into that. But for for this one, episode 51, we want to talk more about WWE. It's been a while since we talked some current stuff. They did have Night of Champions, the premium live event. It was out in Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. And um, this was cool because what time did this air for you, Frank, out on the West Coast?
1: 10 in the morning, 10:30. I don't remember what time to start. It was like 10 o'clock though, basically. I was watching, I was watching in bed. That's got to be the earliest, right, that you remember watching, a, like, a pay-per-view? Yeah, WWE. It's happened with other, with other like, events like this for WWE, but yeah, this is the earliest for sure.
0: Yeah, it was definitely different. It was cool, though. I mean, we'll get into the details of the show. I think right off the bat, I'll say they deliver again, or over-deliver for my expectations, I guess, because once again, they weren't the highest. Um, we'll see if you agree with me or not, but um, like I said, Duke is out on assignment, so Next week we'll be back, the three of us winning this uh, a new fun topic, I'm sure. Um, and you know, for this one, we figured we would just take you through Night of Champions. We'll try to rate a review it the best we can. And um we do want to know in the comments how you enjoyed the show. Also, if you've been following along, we're doing a Coliseum video, Coliseum Classics. We're kind of releasing those periodically, going back in time. Like I said, we got AEW stuff coming in now. Just trying to keep all the the whole scope of wrestling it's such a hot time i mean it seems like now more than ever um people are like invested in a lot of the uh the current storylines right i feel like AEW's heating up
1: yeah you know wrestling's having a good period i mean wwe's selling tickets left and right obviously AEW's been doing like making moves here and there it's an it's an interesting time you know like i'm not i'm still not convinced by like wwe's weekly television you know so like but i do tune into the pay-per-views and i can't front and be like they they, they suck completely you know because like I feels like for a while it was like every event we were tuning in it was just like oh you know we have to watch this and we, we still have a little bit of that energy but they they haven't been terrible there's been moments at least so it's like you know it's interesting it's a good time for wwe Cons all things considered and then i think aw is doing really good um and you know we'll get into that at, at another show <laughs> but yeah
0: yeah no i'm a, i'm with you and i think um triple h we were hard on his uh reign if you will reign of terror some would say but yeah. he brought it he brought it back and um maybe you know vince coming back we thought oh everything would go back to normal and there's there's signs of that but overall it seems like vince's or triple h is keeping his vision he introduced the new world title on this show which we're going to get into momentarily and i feel like um he's concentrating on telling stories with a certain amount, you know, a certain amount of the roster that gets yeah. a lot of focus. Obviously we're talking about the bloodline there. So a lot of um continuation from WrestleMania and the Triple H regime is continuing. And you know, I have to say, yeah, he's he's definitely delivering the WWE is way better than it was a year ago, I feel like, when we first kind of started talking about uh, you know, current stuff again. And yeah. um yeah, let's get into the show. So once again, next week we're gonna be back with Duke. We'll talk um a little bit more about our goat episode, which was episode fifty. Who was the goat? We'll get into that because you guys all commented and had some yeah. um, great reaction. I do want to have Duke in for that conversation to revisit a little bit of that talk. So for mm-hmm. everybody that commented, you know, Patrick, Ed, Lorenzo, Zern. 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 I mean, all, all the you know everybody Zern was with the champion. top thirty. We'll get into it that with Duke, but Zern was the top thirty, very thorough very thorough as always you know always yep. doing thorough work there and we even had some new um some new listeners commenting so we yeah. want to thank you for that and uh marvel was was in there and yeah i mean we even ran some polls on instagram we had over 100 voters on you know who they think is the goat we'll talk about it when duke's back next week but for this one let's talk about night of champions wwe night of champions this was like i said from Jeddah, saudi arabia the Jeddah Superdome. 13,000 in attendance and um right off the bat I don't know if you can clear this up for me but this was going to be King and Queen of the Ring originally. Yeah, that's what, the, what I heard. Yeah. Which I was um, excited
1: for. You know like I like the idea of putting those tournaments like in a prestigious position once again, you know. Well, at least the King of the Ring, the women, the the Queen of the Ring is a newer thing, but you know I feel like that that's used to be so important, you know, to this company and now it's like such an afterthought, It's a shame
0: yeah and i feel like um in, in saudi arabia it would have been kind of prestigious you know to yeah, count a, exactly crown a king and a queen over mm-hmm. there um could've you been know cool. but it could have been cool i think this was something that they that the internet was kind of pointing towards Vince, like oh vince is back now everything's yeah. changed they yeah. changed it to knight of champions it could just simply be that roman reigns celebrated his 1000th day as yeah. champion during this time and it was fitting to have the knight of Champions. Um, you know, event surrounded around around his, you know, huge milestone. But uh, this one, like I said, Jetta Superdome, 13,000 in attendance. We kicked it off with the new world title match. It was AJ Styles and Seth Rollins. And uh, you, Duke, and I all talked about this at the top of the tournament. Did you also pick Seth Rollins? Because I know Duke was right in on that. Yeah,
1: Duke was way more in because I guess he saw... that that raw where they announced it and all so he was like he said Rollins from the jump Mm -hmm. and I wasn't positive just because I didn't know who would be in it but once I saw like who was in it I was like yeah it's gonna be Rollins and AJ I even said it on this episode with uh on an on on an episode with you and Zern I I was like if you look at it I was like I think it's gonna be Rollins and AJ Styles in the final and that's what it ended up being so you know it's not shocking I guess
0: no you you guys were pretty um I mean Rollins was sort of my pick in my head, but I was I was hoping for Edge once they announced it just because mm-hmm. of the I guess the history of him being you know, I guess he retired champion and to come yeah. all the way back, reclaim it. And and
1: about that know. though too, like that lineage, did you see like that they're not using the lineage on the website?
0: On really? these Clair-
1: website. Yeah like cuz it was that's what everybody said I think we even talked about it that it was going to go back to 2000 and whatever year they you know stopped doing it but then on the website after this match happened it said like one day like the lineage of that history it was like it was just like right up until that point when we had our winner so it was it was interesting and so it's like I don't think they're actually counting it as that old lineage anymore
0: I think you're right because um yes yeah, scouring the internet right now, as we speak, I see that Seth Rollins is the first and only mm-hmm. world heavyweight champion. Now, that's like, um we talk about AEW and honoring their legends and history and wrestling and prestige and championships. We thought Triple H was doing this with the Intercontinental title and United States title. To mm-hmm. not continue that lineage, I think, is like a misstep and it seems yeah. counterproductive, right? Because,
1: yeah, yeah definitely. I mean, because we know that the uh... The idea already floating around is that this is the third title, a secondary title at best, you know, and at least if you use that lineage, you know, they you could track it back to, you know, at least a more prestigious time, you know, for world titles in that company. And like to, to, to start it fresh, it makes it feel like it's definitely like a consolation prize because Roman won't, you know, so it's like, I think it's a weird move I and mean, just keep the lineage and it helps at least in some way it makes it feel better. You know, you feel like there's history instead of it just being like a completely made up belt since Roman doesn't want to defend it or whatever the case is, you know?
0: Yeah. This is the worker's title. Like triple H said, which I guess is a giveaway for Rollins, right. Uh, When he first announced it, but yeah, I feel like they took so long to get some prestige behind the universal title. Obviously Mm -hmm. Roman's reign helps a lot, but it's going to take a while for me to buy into this prestige of this title, you know? Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, we'll get into the
1: match, but, like, I think that whole, that, like, the level of uh feeling like it was, like, unimportant made me feel like this match was unimportant, and, like, even when the champion was crowned, it didn't hit, like, wow, we're seeing, like, a guy win a world title, you know, it just felt like, I mean, here's a belt that this guy carries, and later on, we'll see the real champion in the tag team match, <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. strange.
0: Yeah, when you talked about the the interview that AJ Styles was um, going mm-hmm. through, saying that that title feels like the third rate, you know, mm-hmm. um, championship. He's a man in the match fighting for the title, so already, <laughs> yeah, I know. bad move, bad move, and uh, we'll see if you know <laughs> that worked out for him or not. But yeah, it was Seth Rollins and AJ Styles. I mean, both still in tip top shape. You got to give it up to AJ, um, in great shape. Seth Rollins always looks great coming out when you know want some crazy attire as usual mm-hmm. um I do want you know talk a little bit about the match, the chemistry this uh for some is you know considered a dream match, even though they've locked horns before this is um I guess a wrestling fan's dream seeing sort of the um the styles and yeah um athleticism and technique if you will um what do you think about i guess these final two even though you predicted it? Do you think this was the right move?
1: Um, yeah, you know, because I feel like it. You have, I feel like no one is really hurt by this matchup. You know what I mean? Like getting into the final, because like when it was Cody, when Cody was floating about, it was just, it felt like uh, it would be a major downgrade for Cody. You know, having gone from everybody thinking he should win that WrestleMania main event to like here's some random belt that has no history, apparently um and then aj like for aj you know he's he hasn't been involved in anything so it's like in anything major lately so it's good to see him because i do think he's like a top guy he's never i've never been an aj styles guy so like i do think he's like a top guy for them that kind of gets you know pushed aside for the usual suspects over there but other than um cody there was nobody else i really saw even in contention i know edge convinced everybody he had that he cut that promo you know and it made everybody like oh want edge to get there and like i would have been fine with him as well it would have been more intriguing maybe if it was rollins and edge because i wouldn't have been sure who was going to win Like, it never felt like aj was going to win this tournament so i don't know i guess they got the two right guys in there edge would have been the only other dude i put in cody should never have come near it so he shouldn't even been in the tournament as far as i'm concerned so uh, yeah yeah i don't know you know but- it seems like i guess it's the right move but
0: yeah i think it was not, the, exciting. Uh, not exciting and like to your point it didn't feel like well it didn't help that this is the first match on the show and i know wwe does that often i mean every wrestling company will sometimes yeah. put a world title match but do you think they should have main evented with this this is inaugural i yeah, i mean would that have it's, helped if
1: like if you want it i guess if you want it to feel like the world title you know you treat it like it was the world title and it kind of always did that like you know, when they had the two titles back in the day and it was the WCW one, that was always felt like, you know, the B title. And like, they just went right back to that vibe, I guess, with this one. You know, it's a shame. I, I understand the main event, right? It's Roman, it's the Bloodline, it's Samian, but it's like, you know, we did that. We did that forever for a whole year getting up to Mania, you know, and it's like, I'm not saying it wasn't good and we'll get to that stuff, but it's just like, it's like is that, they feel you get, you get I get that feeling of this is still going on. Meanwhile, this belt you want to, you want us to believe is the real title or a real title is open. It's curtain jerking, you know? So I know, I know what they say. The first, you know, the first match isn't as important as the main event and all that set the tone, but I don't know. You're trying to make people not feel like this is a joke belt and you have it first. So I don't know. It's tricky.
0: Right. And you have two guys for me that feel, um, Rollins definitely in my head has established himself as like a main guy, a main player aj i know people love him he's had a great wwe title reign i still feel like um maybe at this point especially like he doesn't strike me as you know a world champion um not not at least i mean this roster it's getting a little stronger i guess you got cody in there now but aj did like you said it never felt like he was going to win this tournament mm-hmm. you know it was just kind of a placeholder. it's a chance to have a great wrestling match both guys got a great crowd uh, crowd reaction so you know, I do want to um, get into the match a little bit. They took their time kind of getting into the match, making contact. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the 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 whole thing here with Rollins, um, he hasn't had the champion, actual world championship since 2019, I was looking, but it feels like he's always kind of been hovering around that area since then. Mm-hmm. It's a shame, though, that because getting back to the prestige of this title, like as much as Rollins has been established as like sort of a main player, I don't feel like he's the guy to instantly bring credit and credibility to this inaugural world title and i I wish I could say different, but do you feel like mm-hmm. he's you know is he the guy to to put it on the map this title?
1: I think he could be, you know, like if you look at a guy like um, for example, on a lesser scale, what Orange Cassidy is doing for that international title, right? like if you would said is Orange Cassidy the guy to put a title on to make the belt legitimate and feel important or that I probably would have said no, right? Going into it, but lots of title defenses and good matches and whatever, whatever. Now people are looking at Orange Cassidy like, Oh man, you know, is this guy, you know, anybody who is a hater, there's still always going to be Orange Cassidy haters, but like, you feel like, okay, you know, he's doing good by that title. At least he feels like a real champion, you know what I mean? This and that. And I think Rollins is, obviously very capable a similar thing he could have good matches if he is going to be workhorse champion and defending the title often you can make that belt feel important I do think he's a top guy there I'm like a little higher on him than you guys are I know he's annoying but like I've always been a fan <laughs> since ROH days so it's like I think he's good like that you know so like if that's what it's going to be I think he can make it cool but you know with when you have that WWE flavor on everything where it's, everything's ultra corny and super scripted and all that. I worry that they don't let him just go out there and be the wrestling guy like they claim, like the workhorse that they claim, you know? So I guess we'll see. I'm not going to say he won't. We'll see that. The, the, this title reign is going to determine how I feel about that belt, though. So it's a lot of, it's kind of a lot of pressure for him, you know, make it feel important. I think he can,
0: but all through all through wrestling i'm assuming right all through Mm -hmm. killing it in the matches i mean we know yeah like the character work i don't love of his lately but i I always admit that he's just as good as almost anybody in that ring Mm -hmm. current day and maybe even in all time i think he's great in that ring but um is that the way to do it's just to have bangers just have great matches and just build prestige through classic matches maybe have a long title reign like a year or so so. is that something to do i I think so normally that wouldn't be their
1: mo right like they're not so worried about that thing with their world titles, but those are established belts. This is something that kind of like nobody's on board with, I feel. So you got to make it cool. You got to make that the cool belt, you know, to have. And I think if you're going to have anybody who's going to have matches consistently, I think Rollins is the guy, you know, maybe it would have been Cody would have been good in that spot as well, but you know, it's Rollins. So we'll see.
0: Yeah. Cody's definitely chasing a different story. It seems um, with this one, we are kind of, you know, killing the finishers, so to speak, but, yeah. You know, let's get it, let's get into the way uh by talking about Rollins. But there was a lot of cool, you know, back and forth, um, a lot of strike moves by AJ that brought the crowd to defeat. Uh, there were some suicide dives. You know, a lot of, I, I feel like these guys do have chemistry as far as workers, wrestlers. Um, they certainly it just it feels like with Rollins, um, it was I guess this was kind of um what do you call it? It, it was just like we knew where this was heading right we knew where this was heading the whole time during the match so although aj gave it a hell of a fight there were a lot of reversals tons of false finishes and whatnot you know eventually rounds counted that countered that uh big forearm the phenomenal forearm he hit a nasty super kick his knee buckled when he went for the stomp but he able, he was able to hit it he hit a pedigree finally hit the stomp got the win Seth rounds early on in the show first match of the night He's your new world heavyweight champion. It was twenty minutes. We kind of ran through it there, but just because we were talking about the actual, you know, bringing into this championship, less about the match. I do want to mention Rollins' frog splash in this match was as good as some some that I've seen. He killed it. Always delivering. I mean, there's no question. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He's good in
1: the ring. Can't
0: deny. Yeah, can't deny him. But he did come out champion, and and like we said, it was we we kind of knew this was coming. Triple H. Triple H comes out, presents him with the title. We saw this title um, ringside during the tournament, so we got to see it ahead of time, and we knew how it looked, but he presented it to Seth Rollins, and Seth put it on. Did this belt design, did the title belt itself uh, go up a notch for you once it was on the waist of Mr. Rollins, or what? No. It didn't. Yeah. And I
1: was hoping it would, you know, like that was, that's what I was waiting for. I think i even said it on the podcast. Like I got to see it around somebody before I really judge it. And I saw, it and I was like, Oh no, it looks like a toy. And it's really just the W's in the middle, right? Like that central part I can get behind the rest of the design, but then that thing is so pronounced and it's like, it pops out a little bit, like almost like 3d. And I think it looks like a toy, you know, unfortunately, listen, I like it better than the W's, the leather strap W's that they've been carrying around forever. But I'm still not crazy about it. It just seems like a bootleg big gold, you know, and it's a shame because
0: it could have just been the big gold and everybody could have be been the big trouble. Gold, Right. <laughs> you
1: know what I mean? Like, yeah.
0: yeah. Skip the e, skip the doctor, the giant W in the middle, bring back the big gold. I think, um, already the prestige is set it's made. You don't have to go th- yeah. put through too much work, mm-hmm. you know, to, to build prestige. You bring that back, you unveil it, you say, Hey, this is the title belt that Harley race felt, uh, held yeah. D- dusty roads, Ric Flair. Triple H, H. Mm -hmm. you name them, right? And then now this next man will carry on the legacy. You would think that (laughs) it wouldn't be that hard, right? To just do that and say that. But these guys, these, this company always works against themselves. Like they somehow mess up this simple thing. They met like they mess up,
1: but they, they seemingly like constantly are falling upwards, right? Like, yes, exactly. They'll do something. It'll be panned by like everybody, you know, except this h- the most hardcore of the hardcore WWE fans. And then you know, it just goes on as business as usual. Everybody accepts it. We move on. We're, you're seeing them at Walmart, Us included. Yeah, exactly. You see them at Walmart's. The belts. They'll be top sellers online. I'm already. I'm in a few belt pages, like forums and stuff. And I'm already. This seeing is this a top start- seller? Not that it's a top seller, but I'm already seeing people getting them in. You know, posting their pictures of the belts, and I'm like it doesn't stop. They just keep rolling on. So it is what it is.
0: It is what it is. No matter what we think, um, how easy and obvious the answer is in front of us, this company works against themselves. Like you said, falling uphill. Um, I do want to mention in this match, uh, I think the story surrounded, you know, them just reversing each other's, you know, move sets. And Mm -hmm. and, like, I didn't get into the, the technical, you know, match itself, but they did work really hard. I think, you know, AJ was on top of his game. So I want to I do I do want to give them props again for the match, but yeah, Triple H coming out presenting Seth Rollins with this title. Triple H been front and center in all of the Rollins big moments throughout his career. Yeah. Yeah. You know, through when Seth Rollins turned on the Shield, um, obviously in NXT, we have this mm-hmm. moment here. There was always, the, almost also the moment where um, I think Kevin Owens defeated Seth Rollins. Triple H was there to turn on Rollins, yeah. always there next to Rollins, kind of like his his uh, I guess his son or his little brother. It seems like, you know, he really took a liking to Rollins, man. And I see a lot of HBK in Rollins. I know that some people have said that before. Um, I think Rollins is similar, probably the closest thing as far as like s- just style, stature, show stealer. Maybe yeah. yeah, yeah, Trips sees yeah. a little bit of his boy in Seth Rollins. Um, yeah, maybe. It's weird, you know, that this is who Triple H hitched his wagon to. But once again, his boy, Seth Rollins, is your champion. He's the inaugural world heavyweight champion. I was always saying for this decade or this era, but it sounds like it's just, this is it. This is a whole new thing. We're not acknowledging yeah. the past. So this is the first, this is the first world heavyweight champion, which is silly because you're yeah. calling it the world heavyweight yeah, champion.
1: No, exactly. I'm I'm hoping that's like a mistake or something, or, you know, just like a, I don't know, some kind of continuity error between what was reported and what that website has put up, you know, cause it's just so lame. It just makes it lame. At least we could get behind like the history, you know, but mm-hmm that would be something it's really tricky dude it's really tricky to like care about like i said it's all it's a lot of pressure on rollins you know because if this is like mediocre or he you know because i could really see like something happening or like where he's not having he's not defending the match the belt as often as they pretend he will you know what i mean like maybe Mm -hmm. you know i don't i could see them like messing it up with him so it's like it's a lot of pressure for that guy to like make this matter um And, like, he's a champion now, and, like, he wants to be, like, the guy, right? So it's, like, it's on him now to establish this belt since there's no history. The design is kind of – the design is mediocre. I don't want to say it's whack because it's better than what a lot of the stuff that they put out, but you got a mediocre-looking belt. I don't know who he's going to be feuding with. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I'm hearing rumors of guys like Damian Priest or, you know, stuff like that, and it's, like, no offense, but they don't feel – like main event feuds. You know what I mean? So it's sort of right. like you I they really have to figure this out to make that bell matter. If not, everybody's just gonna keep looking at Roman, not defending the bells and wondering why that's cool still. Like why they're that's what they're doing, you know, especially after
0: everybody being so upset with Cody losing. So hmm. it's a it's this a, title it's, a, it's an interesting spot. Yeah. This title was um like I said, it's it's the first of, of its era. Looks like at least so far. But do you remember when Eric Bischoff handed Triple H the world title in uh, two thousand two or whatever it was? Yeah. They did not continue the lineage from mm-hmm. the NWA and WCW, so that yeah. was its new thing. This was a chance, maybe to like I, I'm going, you know, back again. But like you could bring back that Harley race time, that dusty mm-hmm. time this this to bring back that flair lineage they they really missed the boat i hope you're um i hope you're right and he does put some prestige on it it took a while like i said with the universal title and quite frankly i don't even know if i if i still buy that title as anything legit even though it's yeah, roman yeah. it's a thousand days it's universal championship like it looks like a toy it's yeah it's just it's just a blue I, belt yeah you know? i think blue those belts belt. are like some of the
1: worst ever you know like just because they don't feel like anything like it it feels like a belt buckle more than like a <laughs> world championship. You know what I mean? So it's sort of like, a, I think those designs have always been terrible. The universal just never, I could never get behind it. Just so it felt like a, it felt like a joke, right? Like the universe, the WWE universe, because it didn't feel like universal, yeah. like as in like the universe, it felt like the WWE universe and that's mm-hmm. a different thing. You know what I mean? Like than what the term state sounds like. So
0: yeah, I don't know, man. And they, like, and they gave Brock a five hundred and some day reign to try to mm-hmm. get that universal title. It always felt secondary. It always yeah, felt like yeah. just the second title on a show where you don't need two world champions mm-hmm. or universal. But now we have three. So oh, there's three. Yeah. So crazy. let's see what happens.
1: That's the that's the real issue too that we're gonna see when that comes about. Like, okay, let's say Roman loses at some point. Is that is it always going to be a dual champion? You know what I mean? Like, let's say Roman loses to whoever's the next guy, Cody. Cody going to have two belts is he are he just gonna be passing two belts along forever or does one of them get retired because now you have a third title you know what I mean so like if you split it up is there going to be three world champions on your show um or what happens you know so like I I feel like I don't know I was thinking that they were
0: going to retire that universal right Mm -hmm. yeah they would have have
1: to if you're introducing a new belt I'd imagine and then maybe we get a cool belt design if they merge them Probably not, oh, right? My. It'll probably just no, be like just be the one belt. It'll be they'll combine the colors or what I know, whatever it is. Oh my I forgot gosh. it's not blue and red anymore; it's black, right? So, yeah, I don't know.
0: We'll oh wait, see. which one's black now? Um, is one black? Isn't one of the world WWE title is black, black and then Universal's yeah. Universal. blue, I believe. Yeah, <laughs> which used to be red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what confused. I mean, me just now. just to keep it, <laughs> you know, it's, it's silly. Um, we are building towards um Cody and Brock later on in the night. That's, that's kind of revolving around Cody's damaged arm, broken arm. We'll get into that a little later. But um, the second match was a grudge match, I guess you could say, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. This feud, um, you know, credit to them for trying to turn, I guess, uh, Trish Stratus's return into something more than just a nostalgia act. you know, like they gave her a little bit of a story. I'm gonna to try to keep it positive here because the match itself, not my favorite um as far as like chemistry and work and stuff yeah. like that um but yeah Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus the second match of the night um i don't know if you um i'm sorry cuz i, I kind of skipped over that first match do you do you want to rate that match did you rate that match
1: um yeah like i just i give it a kind of like a generic 3 stars thought it was mm-hmm. good nothing special to me obviously both guys are good wrestlers so you know it it was interesting. It just never felt important. It never felt, and it never felt like AJ was really going to win. Like I was never fooled. You know what I mean? So I give it three stars based on the quality of the guys, but that's about okay. it.
0: Yeah. I was a nice, solid Bret Hart, four out of 10. So yeah, I'm right yeah. there with you. It's fair too. Yeah. Um, four out of 10. But yeah. So Trish and, Be- um, Trish and Becky Lynch kill bill inspired gear for Becky mm-hmm. Lynch. Does, does this make the man any cooler for you? The no, quote I mean, unquote, the man. No,
1: no. And like, I feel like the kill bill gear, like, hasn't that been done by like people over and over and over? Like, it's no longer that interesting to me. You know, it may <laughs> have been done by her. I feel like I don't even know, but you know, it's, it was, the gear is fine. Trish looked good, you know, like physically, but like you said, like chemistry and all that. And what I took away from this match is like, cause I didn't think Trish looked bad, but what I did feel like was like, wow, the women's game has really evolved you know because like watching their match and I'm like this looks like Trish kind of you know what I mean of like what I remember of Trish but it was just like the game has changed these girls have leveled up when you're talking about Rhea Ripley's and Jamie haters and you know what I mean like these types of girls and the types of matches Bianca is having when I was watching this Trish I was like man Trish does look good but I was like but the game has really gone up a level not that Becky Lynch will show you (laughs) any of that because I don't think she's i don't think she's at that level either but uh and i think trish could have used a more talented girl maybe i should say, yeah or maybe like
0: that. a contra a contrast of style like a uh, like yeah the, uh, exactly, bianca exactly. or mm-hmm, exactly Rhea. make it
1: interesting yeah
0: because becky but, and her um i think their chemistry it was fine like i'm not gonna kill it completely but um yeah. trish did look more kind of fluid and and i guess um back, quote unquote, than Mm -hmm. her tag match. She looked like old Trish. Like you said, her she was moving around well. She did a lot of her old hits, if you will, Mm -hmm. you know, played the hits, but also kind of um had a decent little pace with Becky Lynch. I just feel like um you know, did you sink your teeth into this story? Because um heel Trish is cool and all, but also it's like (sighs) Becky Lynch, man. We we always talk about it. Her her I guess the storyline she's in, they always feel so artificial to me. Mm -hmm. You know, she doesn't make me believe Mm -hmm. in their feud. I feel you. I feel
1: that. And like my issue is that she's always just like, like the story is just like somebody doesn't like Becky. And well, she's actually tougher than you think. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And she's going to be. And that's it. And it's always just like her cracking wise and like she's going to beat you cuz she's the man or whatever the gimmick is at this at the moment, you know. And I just don't believe it, you know. Like I I struggle with it. Like I believe Rhea Ripley, right? Mm-hmm. Like I believe Rhea Ripley if she was standing in front of a man talking that kind of trash, you know. And then it's like Becky, I don't believe her in front of retired Trish, you know. So it's sort of like it's it's just tricky. Her storylines just never they never get me, man. Like I don't get Becky. I'm I know we have some viewers who are big becky stands, you know and it's like that's great but i just don't get it i don't think she's any good i don't think her talking is anything good either which is like what people fall back on because they feel like her at least she could like she cuts promos being a fake connor but like i don't buy it i don't buy the tough guy thing and like to me trish looks tougher than her and Trish's not even active you know so it's like it's Mm -hmm. it's weird it's weird I just can't get into the Becky stuff. So, I, was I invested in this story like at all? Not really, because it felt like more the same old, same old. It's just now you're doing it with Trish. Didn't she do this with Lita? You know, like it just yeah, felt like right. the same thing. Same, right, s- yeah. same thing. You know, it's like now we have this, uh, the other legend of that time, you know,
0: and they can surround wow. all the legends they want around Becky Lynch and perception is reality, seeing is believing, they say. And I want to believe that Becky Lynch is uh, hype is legit i really do i want to like believe it but no matter what they do they put trish now with her i don't feel like becky lynch is like a living legend i don't feel like she is an all-time goat i don't feel like she's on their level no matter what they try to present like you guys talk about shoving a roman down your throat or a cena and they've yeah. done that with Becky, but mm. some for some like you gotta admit, like it did work a little with Roman, it did work a little with Cena. It's not working at all for me with Becky. I don't, I don't know about you, but do you feel like she's on that level no matter what they do? <laughs> no, like no,
1: I don't. And like, and I think it shows because she's kind of been out of the the title picture, right? Like, really, because mm. Bianca had that belt for four hundred plus days. Um, Reyes, obviously, she she got herself over to a level like, nobody could believe, and now she's, like, the most overlady in that company. But it's just, like, but Becky, you know, they kind of been fizzling her down. They're keeping her in big program, because she's a star. You know, she does get reactions and all, but it's not that same reaction where it was, like, undeniable, leading into mania. You know what I mean? And her winning the belts, It's, like, it's a different thing, and I think it all comes from the way they embarrassed Bianca when Becky came back, you know, because, like, they used, they thought Becky was the star, and they treated Bianca like a mug, you know, and then, like, then you see where immediately after that, Bianca goes on this, like, this crazy run, you know, and it's just because like the game is I think the women's game, the, the level of evolution that they're facing. It's, it, it reminds me of like um, the, early, the UFC when they first adopted the women's division, right? Like Ronda Rousey was like the girl. She mm-hmm. was like the biggest star. People like Joe Rogan were saying she could beat up men probably and all this. <laughs> but then the girls caught up to her. And when mm-hmm. they caught up skill level and they couldn't, she couldn't just use her one thing that she was strong at to dominate them, she started getting blasted out of there. And then girls weren't scared of. And it happens, it happens in it happened in UFC many years before that with like hoist Gracie even or whatever, right? Like when Jitsu mm-hmm. was new, but everybody catches mm-hmm. on and they evolve. And the women are evolving at such a rapid pace that what was cool five years ago is mm-hmm. not relevant anymore to me. You know, unless you you can adapt. And I don't think Becky has. I think she's regressed you know Mm -hmm. and like she was over because Nia Jax broke her face the crowd got behind her you know she had that momentum but that's gone and like that's
0: limited that's that's really fair like I think you're right because you got girls like Ray Ripley you got Bianca Belair very athletically gifted Charlotte's athletically gifted but I do think um as long as you believe your shtick as long as you believe Mm -hmm. your character like a like a Britt Baker yeah. You don't yeah. have to be the greatest athlete or For whatever. Sure. You know what I mean? So, Becky doesn't have neither, I guess, is what we're saying, at least in our opinion.
1: In our opinion. I mean, I, we're probably in the minority. We're definitely in the minority, right? Because. Okay.
0: Do you believe she love... believes she's the toughest girl in the. I believe world? she
1: believes it. I believe she believes she's the best ever to do it. I believe uh-huh. that. And I do think that's a good attitude to have, right? Like, if you're in this game, you might as well. Yeah. But, but, uh, See, I just don't think it plays out that way like when you watch. Like the eyeball test to me, it's like, nah, you're not you're not that good in the ring. We can get over it. There's plenty of people who are not that good in the ring. You're not that good on the mic. The chemistry you have with certain people. Like she, you know, she used to have good matches with um, like even when I was like at peak, like Becky Lynch dislike. She would have good matches with like Sasha, you know, like but like other girls who could carry her, but like she's not carrying anybody, dude, you know? And it's sort of like Trish, you know. Is a a gener you know old generation, so she's just not that girl anymore. So it's it's just tricky, and it like leaves Becky in these awkward spots. They, I think, having Trish in these big programs, and even Lita, like I love those girls, love them, you know. But like your women's division is strong on paper. Like you try to elevate somebody, you know what I mean? Elevate some of these young girls in these positions, you know. And we do have like a you know some like at the ending of this match, some interference of another.
0: Yes, let's get to star. it really quick. I yeah. just want to say, yeah, because Becky Lynch did. She um beat a count out, kicked out of a chick kick. It was building towards the finish. Um, Trish was able to kind of get out of Becky's move, the disarm her, got her foot on the rope. Yeah, it was Zoe Stark. NXT own Zoe Stark appeared out of nowhere. She hit her finisher on Becky. Ref's head was turned or his back was turned. So, yeah, Trish hits the big stratus faction, gets the win. Um, I'll just say right off the bat for me, this was a 3.3 out of 10. I just did not love the chemistry. I did not love Becky Lynch's, um, I guess, I, I, I think she tries to be aggressive. Um, I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to keep killing Becky. I just didn't love the match. It was 3.1 yeah. out of 10 and, um, that's it for me, but you did get to debut with Zoe Stark. So I'll let you continue with that whole debut. Yeah.
1: And like, no, so like it was, that made it. Interesting, I guess. Like the finish made it a little interesting, and it's cool to see. You know, listen, I I say a younger. I don't know how old Zoe Starks is or isn't, but um, career wise, you know what I mean. Like it's good to see somebody new get called up or whatever and put in a spot. You know, because that girl's now immediately in a program with Becky Lynch tristratus right? So like, hopefully she could shine from it. I'm not super familiar with work. I've seen her here and there, you know, and it's like. I'll give her a chance. like I give everybody a chance, you know, so I'm happy to see her come up. I'm see, happy to see some new blood because that's what I think you need. I think You got to take advantage of the women that you have in this company. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with somebody and they were saying, AEW's women's division needs a lot of work. They all suck, except, you know, whoever, like Jamie Hayter or whatever it was. And it was like, yeah, no, nah, I, I disagree. I think there's a few good girls in WWE. I feel like they do have more girls, but only a few of them shine, right? And it's sort of like, let's get some shine on some of these other girls. You know what I mean? Because, like, I don't know. I don't know what Vicky Stark could do, so I'm happy to see her. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah,
0: Zoe Stark. Zoe Stark, sorry. That's cool. We did see her in the Royal Rumble earlier this year, if you remember. Uh, She was in the Rumble. Uh, I know HBK is super high on her. She's 29 Mm -hmm. years old. Uh, I know there's a lot of NXT fans, you know, that might listen. I know Duke is, I think Duke is pretty high on uh, Zoe Stark. But she, uh, I guess she's aligning herself with the legend. Hey, that's, you know, it's a good strategy.
1: Yeah, get the rub. The rub
0: helps. Um, It's nice to be, have a a mentor, so to speak. Um, So we'll see where it goes with Zoe Stark and Trish Stratus. We'll see. I don't believe this is the end of that feud. So we're going to get, you know, more uh, Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. But yeah, much like my, uh, I was not a big Kill Bill fan. I was not Mm -hmm. a huge fan of this match. 3.1 out of 10. What'd you rate this match? Uh, Just
1: a standard two out of five for me. Okay. Because I liked seeing Trish. I did. I did like seeing Trish actually have a match and like seeing it build, you know, and seeing her get more comfortable as the match went on and stuff and feeling like, oh, this is old Trish, you know, so that was cool to me. But Becky didn't do anything exceptional to me. Um, She got busted up. It looked like she got busted up the hard way, too. I in think that so. Match, Becky Lynch, like her nose area, like I don't know where yeah. that came about, but I just remember seeing her a bloody, scratched up mess after the fight. So, I like, I like that aspect of it. Like, it felt like a scrap, but a lot of weird, awkward chemistry in the match, and just didn't do too much for me. But I like to finish because I like to see somebody else come in, try to establish themselves. and like, let's see. I just, I just want different stuff happening, and that's yeah. all wrestling, you mm-hmm. know, AEW
0: included. So, you know, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we will see. Um. Props to Trish though, great shape. I think she brought yeah. it. I think she was, you know, she held up her end of the uh, the bargain, if you will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll see where it goes. Intercontinental title was next. It was Gunther versus Mustafa Ali. Yeah. And Ali got a very nice reception when he came out. Yeah. This was, um, you know, I think Ali getting this opportunity. If we're being honest, probably a little um, homage. To the location, right? Yeah.
1: A logistical uh yes. Uh what is it? A logistical choice
0: pop or whatever. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Logistical pot, we'll call it. But um, you know, Gunther, he's been the man. He's been the intercontinental champ for quite a while now. And um, I think he's now, I believe, the fourth longest reigning intercontinental champion of all time. I think that's what I heard, yeah. Something like that. Um, and you know, he is one of these guys that I feel like can have a good match with anyone pretty much. He's he's not Kurt Henning. He's not Bret Hart. But he's a different type of, I guess, technician. A different kind of, like, Regal-esque worker, you know? Yeah. Um, he yeah. mixes that European style in there. And honestly, for the eight minutes that this was, or a little bit over eight, eight and change, I like this match. I'm not an Ali guy. I understand why he was there. And guess what? This is um just another... Uh, you set him up, I'll knock him down for Gunther. Like, I like... Him just beating everyone. Yeah. And yeah. fill in the blank, this could have been any other guy. It probably would have been just a good a match. And um, I think it was fun. It was a cool little... I guess I like these styles, make fights, you know, and yeah, two, yeah. two good mixes. So um, what do you think about this one? I see title on a line. Yeah, it, it was short. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to go crazy
1: with praise. But like, I think Gunther's the... I think Gunther's the coolest guy in the company, personally. Mm-hmm. I love that he's... It looks like he's going to break the icy title, you know, like longest reign record, you know, which I'm happy. Like I'd Crazy. much rather, I'd much rather historically talk about the longest reigning champion Gunther than Honky, and you know what I mean. So I'm happy that's going to happen. As far as Ali goes, I think Ali is good actually, like as a wrestler, not yeah. as a full package. Like as a wrestler, like he, I think he could do cool stuff. And physically, I think he's like in really good shape. And I thought he looked super cool in his entrance, you know, like with. You know, that the headpiece he was wearing, I don't want to call it something, but it's not. Um, His just gear looked great. I thought he came out and I was like, he looked the part. So, you know, not having followed any kind of story, I didn't really know why he was in the title shot other than because they were in Saudi Arabia. But like... He won a little like, battle royal on Raw. Okay. Uh, I think yeah. it was two weeks ago, but yeah. Okay, yeah. So like, it was cool. You know, we, we knew he was a no-hoper though, right? Like, guns <laughs> losing that strap. So like, it's hard to... um. To spend like disbelief that much, right? Because Gunther's like the most dominant guy. He just went from number one to, to, to the last entrant in the Royal Rumble, just finished beating Drew McIntyre and Sheamus and a you know, barn burner. Mm-hmm. You now he's fighting Ali, you know what I mean? So, so you know, it's, it's tricky for Ali to get like himself over in a spot like that. But I did think he looked good, I think he's capable, and I think he made Gunther look good. So, uh, it was a fun little match. I don't, I don't want to go too extra on it, but Gunther's
0: the guy. Did you, hear the rumor, guy. did you hear rumors that like Cody Gunther for Mania next year? I did. And you know already um how I had to be talked off the ledge when Cody lost at WrestleMania this year. But you guys, well, not you so much, but I know Zern and some others were saying, hey, maybe next year he finishes this story. But I was always yeah. like, hey, I don't trust this WWE That's a long fan base or the yeah. crowd. It's a long time and the company itself. And now we're starting to hear rumblings of maybe Cody and Gunther. And it's like, man. I'm not surprised at all, and I'm going to tell you right now, at this specific moment, I I can't see why I would look. They're both great, but yeah. but why would I care about that when you 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 robbed me of the thing last year? You know what I mean? Like, uh, would this be for the IC title? See, in my brain, I think
1: I don't know why, and it it probably doesn't even make sense. But like when I heard that rumor, I was thinking it's for the world title, but Cody already has won it at some point. And at Mania, mm. at Mania, Gunther might come in and like dethrone him or something, and then mm. really put Gunther as your next huge guy oh for the gosh. company. My brain was thinking it's a world title matchup. I know Gunther has the IC belt, and like, and it's tricky. Like, where along that path do does Roman lose the belt and Gunther loses his? You know, to make that a realistic possibility. Unless we do brain, the the Hogan Warrior thing, maybe we got IC title, yeah, versus world I mean, title, and, and maybe would that That's be a big, big. deal? You know, man, that's maybe. big. Would that be a big deal or would Gunther versus Roman be a bigger deal? At well,
0: WrestleMania? As like the I don't know dominant if they'll do guys. Heel, of heel. The I mean, although, oh, no, that'd be huge if they were both holding on to their titles. So Gunther you know, you could turn
1: face, you know what I mean? Like in that time, he could be the warrior in this situation, you know, so to speak. Yeah, or Roman. But anyway, maybe. again,
0: the yeah. whole bloodline turns on Roman and you that's got fantasy. And that's
1: all fantasy booking, yeah. though. You know, but like, but yeah, but the idea of Cody Gunther, to me, that sounds like a world title match, you know.
0: Um Are you saying like, though, the the world heavyweight title too? Like Roman yeah, keeps his belt, but just world maybe. heavyweight.
1: Yeah, who maybe. knows? I know, who knows? Jeez. Yeah. But no, and that even, was the rumor. I forgot I about, about that belt that. already. Yeah, I forgot
0: about that belt already, and now you put it in my head and I'm like, oh no, yeah, that could be the belt. That could be the world oh, title match yeah. we're talking about. Um. So Gunther did just pass Da Morocco. Uh, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. He's coming up on Morocco in 30 Um, days. So that'll 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 put him in four. Yeah, that'll put him number four. To get to number three, he has to pass Macho Man Randy Savage, who has 414 days. Going at three hundred and fifty three, so we're talking in two months' time. Yeah, he's he passing might both pass of those guys. Macho Man Randy Savage, which is insane. It is, and insane. then he's gonna, and then he's got Pedro right after that, four hundred twenty four days. So he's chasing the uh, the uh, the Honky Tonk Man at four fifty four. So you might be right, man. They, I think he's getting it. Yeah, it's good. I'm you stoked on that. You no, know, when you get close to that number? <clears throat> let's say he's at four hundred fifty three days or whatever. One day before, mm. you could really, really create an epic main event type level intercontinental title match. Like really sure. hold on to it or will he sure. not like Willie break the record, will he not, you know? And I think that'd be so fun. I hope
1: they, I hope they figure that out too. Like I hope they're smart about booking in the next few months, you know, so that he could have that moment, that British bulldog, you know, Bret Hart type of match where the IC
0: belt is the most important thing on the show. He's doing because, a great job to make it that man. Yeah. He's doing a great Damn. job. Who would have thought it would be him? To do yeah, this, I know because they tried so many guys, my boy Cody included. And the, look, the title belt when he Cody brought that back, the yeah. um, original design, I thought it looked great. It was beautiful, but of course, it gets lost in the shuffle again, you know. Mm-hmm. But this is real deal prestige. I wish they had that design still, but hey, <laughs> yeah, I guess you know can't be a chooser. Uh, real quick on the Ali Gunther match, just to wrap it up because they did work well. I, I mean, Ali was over with this crowd. Obviously, it wasn't a long match, but they did pack a lot into it. And they did a good job telling the little underdog story with Ali, and I think we all knew Gunther was going to retain, but that would Mm -hmm. be that was never really in doubt. But um, they got it done. I gave this one a nice, solid, you know, four point three out of ten because it Mm -hmm. was short. That's all we needed to see. But it was all sound work, and yeah, you know, that's what I have. What you have?
1: Two and a half out of five for me, just because of the length. I think, you know, I'm not going to say it would have been a classic of giving more time or anything, but it could have been in my three star ratings or whatever. But if it was three four minutes longer but two and a half it was a short match both guys look good as far as i
0: was concerned and uh yeah the right guy won right guy won um yeah we'll see what happens next i'm not a huge fan of ali like the personality i think he once again he's another guy who doesn't know who he is it seems artificial great in the mm-hmm. ring i've heard some rumors that um he wrote something like if i don't win the title i, I might you know kind of there were some rumors that he might not you know stick around long. So we'll see where it goes with Ali. He did have those issues contractual where he was trying to get out. Remember, like he was asking mm-hmm. on
1: Twitter to be fired or whatever. And they, they did not up clearly, you know, and like, and then he was involved in that terrible retribution angle that went mm-hmm. nowhere. Um, so I'm sure he's a frustrated guy over there, but it seems like lately he's been getting a little more shine. I mean, he got himself into a title match and I guess it's a big show. It's a big show financially. So it was, you know, yeah so i don't know i mean we'll see how he goes i mean demanding a title or you're gonna quit or whatever the case is is ludicrous you know i mean he <laughs> hasn't done it he hasn't done anything but you know it's on him if that's if that's what he sees fit i mean where's he gonna go aw i mean yeah he could have good matches there but like i don't know that he's i don't think he's i don't think he's that guy that he may think he is you know or maybe some people on the internet guess i'm up to believe yeah, I mm-hmm. think he I, I said a bunch of positive stuff about him. I think let's say he goes to AEW. I think he's there's plenty of guys he could have good matches with, but I don't see how he stands out even over there. So but we'll see. Maybe he's being no. held back in a way that we can't understand.
0: Yeah, I don't think he has the personality personally. I think there's a lot of guys he could have great matches with in AEW, but I think the cream rises to the top. And yeah. uh there's a lot of guys in AEW. I mean, even, yeah, even their guys. four pillars young that have been yeah, exactly. capable of cutting promos and getting to that next level, even though people doubted mm-hmm. it. But we'll talk about that another time. Let's get into Bianca Belair and Asuka, a rematch from WrestleMania 39. I was there. Uh, I was somewhat surprised mm-hmm. that that uh, Asuka didn't win then. But this one, um, man, this got physical real quick. I mm-hmm. feel like, you know, like I said, this being a rematch, they've had a little bit of quote-unquote bad blood, um, which started out as more of a respect thing. Asuka's kind of gotten under the skin of Bianca. Um, I yep. feel like Asuka is the riddle kind of Bianca can't solve, I guess, yeah. the story they're telling. You know, she's she's got just something on Bianca that yeah. she can't quite figure out. And, um, you know, this match, I feel like, you know, I mean, it's cool, like, the ring gear that these girls have to come up with to get creative because of the rules yeah, over there. Yeah. I mean, like... Whatever you think about those rules, let's just, you know, talk about the fact that um, Asuka looked cool as shit in this ring gear, <laughs> yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Like, she she looked cool, and Bianca looked like a champion. Um, The crowd was into it, and I think this was their best match yet that I remember. Um, I think this was a little bit better than the WrestleMania match. Yeah. Uh, the WrestleMania one felt a little flat, slightly flat to me, For like considering the, how much I
1: love both girls, you know.
0: I would say this yeah. is slightly better. I would agree with you. Slightly better, and you could hear the crowd starting to get behind Asuka as the match kept going. And this is the second time in a row Bianca on a pay per view or a premium live event was um kind of had the crowd against her slightly, yeah, I know. yeah, which is is shame, but um that's what happens in wrestling, and yeah, I mean the longer this match went, you could see at least I started to feel like maybe they are going to switch this title. You just mentioned yeah. how Bianca had the belt for four hundred some days, four hundred fifty days, and I started to believe like maybe Asuka could get it done. I don't know what the story is from here as, uh, you know, Asuka did get it done. I'll just go to it. You know, it was, it was, I guess a surprise to some, were you shocked to see no. uh, this result?
1: Not at all. I actually kind of guessed it. I didn't say it anywhere publicly, so I'm not going to act like some shaman, but I, in my head, I was like, you know, Asuka's a top girl. She hasn't had the belt in a little bit. Bianca's starting to get, Weird reactions, I would say, because it's not like she's getting booed, but they're not like loving her the way I feel like they probably should. And my big thing was everybody says the Saudi shows are glorified house shows, you know, and it's sort Mm -hmm. of like we got to make it not feel like a house show. And I was like looking at the titles, you go who which of these can move, you know, like in theory, maybe the tag team titles. If you want to make Roman the most dominating guy in the company's history, Mm -hmm. but more likely it's this Asuka-Bianca match because they're two equals, you know, going at it. You really can't mm-hmm. be mad with Asuka winning that belt. You know, it's like, I don't know. So I, I had that in the back of my mind. Like, I don't know. I could see Asuka winning, you know, and I love Asuka personally. So I was kind of mm-hmm. cheering for her. I love Bianca. Don't get me wrong. Love her. I think she's the best, but I love Asuka. So I kind of predicted that in my head and um, yeah, it came true. And I liked the way it went. I thought it was creative finish wise mm. with the yeah. miss on the hand you know because like asuka missed she tried she missed with the mist um earlier in the match you know and then mm-hmm. she puts it all over her hand which i thought was interesting and it's like very grimuda-esque you know shout out to the my goat yeah. list you know mm-hmm. so i thought she that was wipes cool. it, she wipes it in bianca's eyes which yeah yeah the same effect i suppose yeah i guess so it's in her eyes so bianca has her up for a move and she wipes it in her eyes creative you know um a finish you don't see in wwe or you haven't so i thought it was i thought the ending was interesting and i liked it
0: yeah that's what i'm saying like i know their mania match wasn't you know the worst people like that match maybe more than this one but i thought this one felt more physical it felt more um important it felt more i guess urgent for asuka to get it done there she kind of um was up against her back was against the wall a little bit and it did have a creative finish um yeah it was cool man i think um you know they they have good chemistry. They built good chemistry. I don't know if it's the end of their story. We do have a new women's champion, though. I should say it was 15 minutes flat. Raw women's champion now. Asuka, cool ass face paint this time around. I mean she's had some great ones. This 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 paint was up there, and um, yeah, there was there was um, just it's it's just, like interesting that they chose to do this now because I thought we were building towards a Rhea Bianca like super clash so to speak at wrestlemania next year um and man much like AEW mirrored this result in their company like i i was i was kind of like you said you saw oscar i didn't believe it until halfway through the match i'm like oh you know what they may they might switch this but now that it happened when it happened i was like oh wow there goes 450 some days like
1: yeah
0: that's a hell. that's that they're wiping it away you know here we are start again i guess now what now where do we go? I don't know. I mean Bianca as non-champion is interesting because she hasn't had the best feuds like as an underdog, you know, chasing. Yeah. He's just yeah. always been the EST.
1: You she know? has been. But I think it'll be interesting to see her as chasing the belt for a little bit because she's been very dominant, you know, a couple race WrestleMania main events, you know, or roundabouts. Um, long title reigns, multiple title reigns, other than the blip with Becky, you know, that was maybe mm-hmm. the only time they made her look like a sucker. In recent history, so like, I just I'm happy. I'll tell you why I'm happy. Her to taking getting the belt offer because I was getting worried that she was going to start getting like the Charlotte Flair treatment, mm-hmm. or to a you know to a greater extent something like John Cena, where like mm-hmm. he just kept winning and then people just hated his guts for it for a long time. Maybe like Roman, but I think she's actually good, unlike Roman. So it's sort of like wrestling wise. <laughs> so like um. You know, so like I was worried that she was going to start getting booze, you know, and it was like I didn't want to see her come to that. And I think now the belt's off of her, so you can't hold that against her, right? You can't hold her her success against her. So now she'll go for after it. She'll, the chase will be interesting. Like you said, yeah. Code, uh, Bianca and Rhea would have been mega. But I think you can still do that because I think those are clearly the top girls in the company. I don't think that's a, a match that's going to go out of style anytime soon. So, like, even if it's next WrestleMania, you have plenty of time, right? Like WrestleMania just happened, really. So it's like we have plenty of time. They build up to that level again. It just won't be mm-hmm. with this crazy long
0: title reign. But like Rhea doesn't have one either. So it's like it's it'll it'll still be cool. Yeah, this is business. This is part oh, of yeah. it. Uh, Bianca Belair, her title reign is over. It was a long one. It was a good one. But she'll learn as uh, she gets older, you know, how to chase. And we'll see. Yeah. Um, the next match was another uh, female match. It, I'm I'm not going to get into it because it was only a minute long. Rhea Ripley defeated Natalia very quickly. What what grade did you give Asuka, Bianca? I'm so sorry. Uh, so I actually gave that so far. This would have been my favorite match on the show. Oh, well. And it was a, a 5.3.
1: Okay. Yeah. I gave it like in between the other two matches. Uh, um, well, the Gunther match and the Rollins match, which I liked. Um, i gave it a 2.75 right in between. Okay. Good okay. matchup. Didn't like blow me away by any means. But, um, you know, I it thought it was Sounds like we're in the same boat.
0: Yeah. We're like kind of right in the same area there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Rhea Ripley did defeat Natalya. One minute, 10 seconds, it was a squash. I thought what was notable about this is it was Natty's birthday, 41st birthday. Congrats. (laughs) Happy birthday. Happy birthday. She got a payday, right? I mean, if nothing else, hey, do you want to come to Saudi? Make got to go home early. Go home, (laughs) right? I guess that's her birthday present. But we got to feature Rhea Ripley. Um, What I would say about this is um, this match was on. uh, I was watching this and my niece was like, I was like, oh, you like wrestling? She's like, nah. She's like, oh, is that Rhea Ripley, though? I'm like, yeah. Oh, wow. I'm like, oh, how do, how, how do you know her? She's like, oh, like, all, all my friends know her. Like, like all my girlfriends are crushing on Rhea Ripley. And, like, oh, she's, sick. like, a girl's dream. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, oh, right. she's, like, come, becoming a household name. Yeah, dude. Rhea Ripley she's is cool. such a well, I mean, she's
1: such a star, you know? But I will say this. The disappointment in this matchup oh, for me. Boy. You know, because... I didn't think it was going to be a squash like this. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, Ray is not losing the belt, you know, and I, we all love Natty, but it's like a one minute, like, she just went seven times as long with uh, the girl in Puerto Rico, you know? And it's just like, right, right. And I know it's like a hometown crowd type of thing. Zelina Vega. Natalia. Yeah. yeah, Zelina Vega. And then Natalia, you know, didn't have that luxury, but come on, bro. Like, if Bianca, if, if uh, Zelina could give Rhea Ripley more of a match than Nat- Natalya, it's like, we got an issue here. You know, like, the disrespect huh. on Natalya's name. It just, it just drives me crazy. I mean, listen, they're never going to stop doing it. They How many times did they do this type of thing to Natty? You know, it's like over and over when you think, like, oh, at least she's in something, right? We don't expect her to win these belts or anything like that uh-huh. at this point. But, like, at least, like, have some respect for the lady, you
0: know? And it's like,
1: one minute. Dude, she's barely, been
0: very... She's been buried in this company and given also opportunities um, for over a decade. I mean, she's two yeah. twenty twenty ten twenty. 20. I think she came in divas champion. There yeah. was a time with the heart dynasty. There was a time where yeah. I was uh, on pace. I was like, Natty is is the greatest women's wrestler of all time. <laughs> yeah. At, at, at <laughs> some point time. before yeah. Charlotte, yeah. you know, before yeah. some of these girls got better. But Natty's legacy since then, it has definitely become more about disappointment. I'm with you, man. I love her so much i think natty deserves better she's 41 now not that that matters but uh you know in wrestling it does get harder on the body i wonder if she'll have another sort of like um concentration on a serious run or or she's just there for the you know for the for the ride now get that money
1: it seems like that must be it because like she's one like you know not to keep going back and forth but like i would like her to go to aw and if that'd be great, it, bro. Her run, you know what I'm saying? Like, let her just like let her have some matches with girl Jamie. Let her win her that Owen Hart tournament. Yeah, put her. In, oh my god, that would be sick. You know what I mean? Like, let's just see Natty like in something that like we think matters. You know, like maybe she doesn't even win the title over there or anything. But like, let's just have matches where she could put some respect on that name. She's a heart.
0: You know what I mean? I think she'd and do great like, over there. I really yeah. do. Yeah,
1: it's I like, I, she's man, won, She's dude. getting older, so like that's like a dream, I guess. But like, I know it's hard to walk away from that check that she's probably getting, you know what I mean? Or that lifetime contract you kind of sign with WWE. Like you could be an announcer, you could be a backstage, you could be a coach, you could, you know, there's so much stuff that they could just kind of keep you around forever doing. And she's on TV with them. and The divas uh, even, you know, but like, come on now. I just want to see her wrestle again. You know, like that's really what I miss from Natalia. So it's like, I wish she, she'd go somewhere where they let her do that. But, you know, it is what it is. I love Rhea, though. That's not a knock on her. I, her mm-hmm. winning, she could have beat her in five minutes and I would have got it. But it's just like that one minute. It was just like one minute, dude. Like I did not expect that. I didn't even see yeah, it. I didn't even see it. And they came to the ring and I was just like up in my room doing it. Then it was over. And I was like, oh, no. You know what I mean? Like,
0: but yep. whatever. It is what just it like is like that. I like your idea to get Natty over to AEW. I know she was always close with Stephanie McMahon, who doesn't seem Mm -hmm. to be there anymore. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, who knows? Maybe one day that'll happen. Um, But moving on, that's what
1: even when Natty wants to do, right? Right? Like, yeah, exactly. Might not even really be about that
0: wrestling like that anymore. She's older. She's been successful. Who knows? But I would like to see it anyway. I'm with you. I think it's a great idea. Um, So let's move on because uh, next we had. I guess you could have put this in the main event as well, because you had um, a huge feud here that came. It was basically the world title tournament. Brock Mm -hmm. Lesnar interfered in that, took Cody Rhodes out of that. He's been dismantling him. Cody got the win at Backlash, which we did review. And uh, you and I were sort of debating, discussing whether or not the way Cody won was heelish or or cowardly or Mm -hmm. if it was the way it should have been booked. Um, the blood that was leaking from Brock at backlash was pretty epic. it It really turned um a feud that I wasn't super into, and a little bit more, I guess it it gave it some teeth, you know, I do yeah we we bickered about whether Brock has anything left to give for our fandom. And uh, I think this feud's been good. I think it's been cool. I think it's been I guess a little bit formulaic when you talk about how they're mapping out the even steven booking and we'll get into it in a minute but um we have brock and cody and cody had his arm all wrapped up with a brace triple h is allowing him to fight with the broken arm um super code or super cody super as you cody. roll your eyes here super cody coming in the american that, nightmare and that, that,
1: that's a big part of my problem with the whole thing but well i'll let you finish
0: <laughs> no nah, yeah i'm just building it up to set the stage for this match um Cody's reaction, just like a lot of these guys tonight, was pretty epic. This crowd was pumped all night. Um, Cody, you know, he had this cast sort of as a weapon. And um, yes. you know, he they had to build a story around this. And I think they achieved having a pretty darn fun match with uh, you know, in a way, it's only 10 under 10 minutes, nine minutes, 40 seconds. Um what do you think, though? I'll just say because I haven't really got your thoughts on this feud. Are you into it at all, or are you kind of like, um, indif- indif- as far as,
1: as far as the feud, I guess I'm not like indifferent toward it. I think it, I think there's like cool things about it. Um, I just think they they're making odd booking decisions that hurt it from being what it could have been. Actually, right? Because like when Brock cares, we know when Brock cares about something, he'll he could perform. And I think you see that with both of those Cody matches, right? He's selling his ass off. There's drama. You know what I mean? Like there's intrigue and like the outcome, right? Because you don't know which way it could go, whatever. Crowds are into it. Both shows maybe you had the benefit of being two like, you know, international shows, Puerto Rico, not international, but you know what I mean? Um. So like, I think the crowd is helping the- this feud, you know, if this was like in Mississippi, probably it just seems generic, <laughs> but, um, I just the booking decisions. Like last time, we talked about Cody running away, stealing the win. You know what I mean. The, the last shot was Brock getting cheered by the Puerto Rican fans. You know, odd way for me. If Cody's your, you know, blue chip baby face, odd, right? So then this one, my issue is Cody has this broken arm. Fair enough. I thought this was going to be a squash. I thought Brock right. was going to. I thought Brock was going to kill Cody, and right. You know, as much as I talk on Cody. That's not a bad thing, right? He's Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? Like he does this to healthier guys than what Cody was walking into this ring, right? More um, acclaimed guys than Cody in terms of careers, you know, achievements. Bigger physically, big, bigger guys than Cody, right? And like he'll he's squashed plenty or really just whooped guys' asses in a couple of minutes when they're fully healthy and moved on because he was dominant Brock Lesnar. Now we got Cody with a broken arm and he had Brock reeling for more of this match than he was sent reeling, you know? And I was just like, in what world, you know, no disrespect, what world does one arm Cody Rhodes, is he, is he, I know he had the weapon and all that, but in what world is he able to whoop Brock's ass like that for so long, right? That's neither here nor there. This is pro wrestling, right? Crazier things happen. Ray Mysterio, world champion.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> but then it's like, we, as the match goes on and the drama builds, half the match you said the match was nine minutes nine and a half minutes mm-hmm. almost half of it is cody and a kimura on his broken
0: arm that's just, where you lose me a little bit because like screaming I, I, into the camera. i believe yeah. in the heart and soul yeah yeah and then the, like the the fight and, and and you know just the um i guess like the underdog thing but but yeah fighting out of the kimura for that long i'm like oh it doesn't I don't work, know, work cody, way, dude. i love yeah, you it, to death. yeah it doesn't but like randy orton mm-hmm. undertaker Punk, go, there were a lot of guys, um, Triple H, you know, there were a lot of guys, so with a broken arm. But hey, look, if they want to make Cody Hulk Hogan 3 7.0 or John Cena 2.0 or whoever, Sting Point 3.0, like guys that are, you know, the blazing babyface, white meat babyface that the, the kids can get behind and cheer and like sort of believe in, quote unquote, to make them a little bit inhuman and Superman-esque. I guess this is where you got to sort of just say, this is no longer like a fight between MMA legend. Well, now I won't call him a legend, but MMA, you know, beast Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. This is no longer a fight, a realistic take on a fight. This is now sports entertainment. Cartoon. Yeah. It's cartoon, right? Yeah. It, we're now, we're in cartoon world, you know? Yeah. And, and it's the, like,
1: and, and that's what hurt me, you know, like in terms of watching that match, because it's just like, that's my move. Listen, I do jujitsu. Not great. I do I do jujitsu. <laughs> The move I hit is Camaras and Americanas. That's pretty much all I can hit. <laughs> you know what I mean? On guys when we roll. So it's like I get that move. So like when Cody's arm is in it for four minutes and it's broken, by the way, his arm is broken by the way. It's like, no, 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 dude. You're not you're not taking that from Brock because he's. you're in the move. It's not like he's fighting it off and Brock can't quite cinch it in. He's in it deep and Cody's just sitting there. His foot is centimeters away from under the rope but he can't quite get his toe under or whatever he's just sitting there i was like thinking like tell brock to move you back a foot dude you know he has you in the submission just drag you back a foot when cody was sitting up it looked like his hand could have accidentally touched the rope but he couldn't reach it all that stuff was taking me out of it cody just like posing for the camera with all his facial expressions and stuff like that it's like bro this is not believable
0: and then to you right Cause there are the kids that are probably yeah, like, sure, 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 sure. Let's go Cody. Me, yeah. Hold on, please. Yeah, please Hold on that. That, right? But the thing
1: is, it's just like that move kills everybody in, in the WWE and this it's on his broken arm. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's on his broken arm. You can't even touch a guy's broken arm, you know? And it's like, he has them. And it's more of a shoulder lock than anything, but I saw Minotaur Noguera get submitted by Frank Mir and got that and it Hopped out of his shoulder and broke his arm mm-hmm. in the same in the same submission. So it's just like four minutes of a guy who's 85 pounds heavier than you with experience in real fighting and in the WWE world, way more accomplished than Cody, and he's just fighting it. And then he passes out.
0: Mm-hmm. He's he's impervious to pain. Let me just say, we've already established that a torn peck, Cody created this because he's fought through the torn peck, all the bruises, right? They decided in that moment, probably Vince still there. (laughs) You can't feel pain. You are Superman reincarnated. You are Hulk. You are like these guys. And this is how we're going to now present you. Like, you are the guy that you're a superhero. I mean, you know i'm team cody as one of my top 10 all time you you ha- <laughs> yeah. i ha- do not have the same love i have at all for cody but you got to understand what they're trying to do here right and your book you're actually analyzing it like a correct like a fight fan yeah. like a person who's trying to look at wrestling logically like we do because we nitpick mm-hmm. this shit. but yeah. if we're watching 80s wrestling now you know uh we would probably have some of the same things That we would have a problem with, like this is old school superhero type stuff that they're doing with Cody. Mm -hmm. It's not as much as they're trying to create simulation. There's damn no Mm -hmm. short. There's no way in hell that Cody could could lay in that Kamora for that long. I mean, it was just he would have passed out right away. Yeah, 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 not even
1: passing. I have a problem with the passing out too, though. You know what I mean? Passing out from pain. Yeah, yeah. I hear because like I don't. uh, I think I think him tapping to it or like doing like kind of a finish that makes it Brock look like he broke it more makes more sense. Right. Because like the passing, passing out from pain, it's like, dog, you're, if, if that shit's in you like that, your arm is gone. It's not, you're not just in pain, right? Your arm is ripped off if a guy has it like that for so long. So it's sort of like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like Austin, people are talking about like Austin passed, Austin passed out from blood loss. Right. Like it uh-huh. is it passing out from the pain and that kind of a move. It's just, It doesn't make sense. Okay, it's pro wrestling. We got to like, I got to abandon that idea, like the logic, you know, but right, plenty of guys uh, have passed out in wrestling moves. I just couldn't, I I just couldn't get over it. You know what I mean? It just is like so preposterous to me, but it is Mm. what it is. Also, Cody hitting all those crossroads. I want to, I just want to talk about this real quick because Mm -hmm. I was talking with my buddy Taylor about this. Like, they made that move so weak. You know what I mean? Like, Brock kicked out of three of them. You know what I mean? It was like, it's He's like also Cody.
0: used three of them to beat, you know, guys. I think it was like L.A. Knight or something. Yeah, you, that's Dude, that's you, what I think. It's using like one, too many, one ideas. of
1: them, yeah, one, the, one isn't doing it. You need at least two or a super one or something like that. Now, mm. and it's just like I don't. It's like I feel like Cody keeps getting dug into these weird spots. That's just making everything unbelievable. Like mm. now, now his move. I got to hit five times just to beat any, you know, anybody. Um, he doesn't. This is also not new
0: to the WWE. Cena hitting three FUs, four to Randy Orton. This is nothing new with WWE.
1: Certain guys, right? Like Randy Orton, he doesn't have to hit four um RKO's. You know what I'm saying? Like Stone Cold didn't need three stunners. You know what I'm saying? Pedigree. The pedigrees. You know, nobody like if Rollin curve stomps you, it's over, right? Like typically, typically, maybe a, Mm -hmm. a a really big star will kick out of one. So I just feel like like they keep cody i don't know if he's too clever for his own good or whatever for like the drama in like a match doing stuff that makes it so unbelievable that next time we see him it's heightened even further and it's gonna be like well how many how many if like if brock is kicking out of three of those uh those cody moves when he beats roman or who whatever the case is does it take five does he is he gonna need to put him through a table with one to you know what i mean like all this great mm-hmm. you just start keep upping the ante and like any of my like any dorky, like, anime fans or Dragon Ball Z lovers will know, like, early days of Dragon Ball Z, there was, like, a phase you hit. It was like, wow, these are the super. And now they're, like, literally gods because they kept upping the ante every time. and you know, that their powers kept getting so crazy that they, they, uh-huh. it's almost like a joke now. And it's like, there's gods fighting in this anime where it used to just be, you know, people on a planet. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like, because the powers, just... they kept having to go next level, next level, next level. And it's like, Cody's going to have to be, like... God mode to be Roman at some point, and it's just like, come on, it's like it's just you're you're going too far with it. And I think that Cody books himself this way. I just think for the moment, I think he's thinking of the match, you know, and it's like what'll be the drama of the match. But then the you gotta drama. top it, you gotta top it, you know what I mean? And it's just I don't like it. It's getting too unrealistic for me. Not to keep harping on. Hmm.
0: No, but unrealism in wrestling. Who would have thought? Yeah, you right. know, it's not realistic. I think the story they were trying to tell if this was the way they were going with the broken arm. I mean, obviously this is a protection for Cody. If we're going to sit here and psychoanalyze why they went this route, like this feud is continuing to SummerSlam. We're going to have that big third match, which I do. I was saying early on, like the formula that they're following. I'm not like, it doesn't always have to be this way. Do we always have to have a trilogy? Like mm-hmm. I would have personally, you know, I get it. This may be the SummerSlam one. That's the, uh, the money one right maybe that's where mm-hmm. all the uh, all the um anticipation will finally build to i would have rather maybe cody just had a quick thing with brock and move on to someone else like i i think this feud is it doing anything for cody um i was already sold on cody as a main event you were not do you feel like you're buying cody stock as a main event or more by working with brock lesnar um did you say he's a main mid card or cody
1: yeah i always called him mid card cody um no, I think you work with Brock and you're competitive with Brock. It elevates you. It has to, yeah. right? Just because just we're looking at history, historically, right? Like Brock is one of the top guys ever in that company. So it's like you work with him and you he won one. Even if he like stole it or whatever, he won. He beat right. Brock. And then this one with one, one arm, he was more than competitive, <laughs> right? Because I thought he was going to win. You know, there was a moment in that match where I thought he was winning. I was like, oh, he's going to win with one arm against Brock. I couldn't even believe it. <laughs> You know what I
0: mean? The internet my nuts.
1: Dude, yeah, I couldn't even believe it. So I was like, I do, yeah, I do do. I think it elevates them into that, like, main event space, like, officially, you know? Like, if I wasn't convinced prior, yeah, I do. But this 50-50 booking and all this, it's like, it doesn't work for me. You know, like, you can continue a feud, and Cody could have lost in Puerto Rico, right? And then Brock could have still booked his ass and broke his arm. And then he would have, and, and Cody could have lost this pay-per-view. To me, it doesn't change any of that underdog shit. If like, if we want this ultimate underdog story and this guy who, you know what I mean? Like, do, do anything like Rocky lost in the first movie. You know what I mean? And it's sort of right. like, it didn't stop them from continuing that story. And then eventually the payoff being satisfying. You know what I mean? It's sort of like, I get, I don't like the 50-50 booking. To me, Cody should be 0-2 and, and seeking out revenge because Brock tried to end his career. And it would breaking his arm in half in Saudi Arabia. You know what I mean? And you know what I mean? And left him laying. Mm. And I still think there's value in that with, with Cody taking a couple losses, because then you're really cheering for the guy instead of making people go like, oh my God, this dude, he got away. But bro. you run
0: the you run the risk of the um Cena. Like you were talking yeah. about Bianca. Yeah, for sure. You, you yeah. run the risk of this crowd turning on Cody if he yeah. becomes too superman-esque for the adult mm-hmm. fans or for the yeah. teenage fans. The kids love it. Uh, what'd you rate this match? So we can get to the main event. What'd you rate this match?
1: I give it a two point two five out of five just because you couldn't believe yeah, I just couldn't get watching.
0: behind yeah I just couldn't get behind I was I left the
1: more annoyed mm. yeah this was awesome um, so it's not even about you know what I mean like the result and like he lost so it's not just me being it's just I didn't like the way it went down right you didn't
0: like the the unrealism the, yeah I guess you could say um yeah, I had this actually five point three at this point okay. it's my favorite match five point three out of ten it wasn't you know goat status or anything like that but i do appreciate the story and i think um, i'm with you though i don't love the 50 50 booking i think um you don't always have to do that someone will tell you this is storytelling 101 this is hollywood 101 this is wrestling 101 but Mm -hmm. this is you know what makes us love wrestling is unpredictability and and whether you go your stat your way where cody takes two l's Mm -hmm. and chases that final win or you go my way where cody Proves right off the bat he's already above <laughs> yeah. Brock, Brock's washed up, whatever you want to say. You could have did that. You don't always have to go 50-50. Now we got a trilogy, it looks yeah. like. We'll see how it goes in SummerSlam. Um, it was crazy though. I mean, Cody, you know, with the with the arm injury and um they are building the the Superman. I do want to say though, um, I like Cody's facial expressions. I think he sold really well. And, you know, I think there is a realism about obviously not about being in that move, but you're a fighter and you're a actual fight fan for a lot of like mm-hmm. fake wrestling fans. Yeah. This isn't as unbelievable. You yeah. know what I mean? They they can kind of um, look past that stuff, but let's look into the main event. Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, tag team champions, undisputed tag team champions mm-hmm. taking on Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa. This one kind of came out of nowhere when Roman and, and Solo, decided they were going to go to after the tag titles here and um, kind of push the Usos aside. This Bloodline story, this Bloodline feud, it's been going very strong for very long. We've had a lot of disinterest in it. We've had a lot of interest in it. We've had kind of indifference. Um, did this match, because there was a lot of drama, did this yeah. match re-wet your palate? Did this get you back in on any Bloodline? Family feud drama, or did this match and the drama that was in it, did it sort of um continue to beat a dead horse, so to speak? Like, are you in on the more, bloodline? Yeah, or are you more sort of than kind of more than the latter? Yeah, more than the yeah. latter. Where like
1: it felt like when it was all going down, like let's let's just let's just get to it, right? The nitty gritty, yeah. right? Like the match was. A fine match, like a lot of these like bloodline matches and this few twenty-five Cena.
0: minutes, you give you a lot yeah. of time. Yeah,
1: plenty of time. The matches are like okay to to good, I guess, right? Like in terms of work rate and all that. Mm-hmm. But then it's the drama at the end, right? This is like <laughs> what people, I guess, are paying to see, right? Um and so like finally we have the moment, like I guess people have been waiting for where The Usos turn on Roman, right? Like, Roman gets tough with these guys again. Jay sort of, like, bowing down a little bit. And then Jimmy just snaps and kicks Roman's face off. And then there's a lot of drama between the brothers and passion and crying and all this mess, right? Like, I just felt this time around, it was like, okay, we've gone to the well one too many times, right? like it's like yeah it's like exactly it's like it's the same thing but now we hit the conclusion and i understand that they have to do this but like it's like you guys maybe missed the moment right like i I personally i know the crowd popped but i think that's um it's not an honest reaction right because they're popping for everything you know it's Mm -hmm. like the puerto rican crowd right like they were popping for everything so it didn't matter the crowd was going to pop if they did none of it, the pop, the crowd probably loses their mind with whatever the finish of this match is, right? So did I think that drama and all that stuff was good? Um, I did like, you know, I'm seeing people online like, oh, Jimmy and Jay should get need Oscars, you know, with these performances. And it's like we already
0: talked about that. I know. These guys yeah, need to watch yeah, other you know, forms anything, of anything. media. Yeah. yeah.
1: But like, was it did I think the drama was good? Yeah. And like there was a good reaction from the crowd, and they kicked jay's i mean roman's face off and jimmy's like i did what you should have done a long time ago it was just us and paul Heyman. i thought paul Heyman was still exceptional like his facial expressions and like the yes. drama that he was like in the shock i was just like paul Heyman was still very good um doing his best to make it feel like this is the most important stuff in wrestling but i'm just kind of like this is still going bro like can we get can you guys just break up like can we this? Can you, we? Just you want it to completely this?
0: disintegrate. You want it all over. Yeah,
1: like I, like let's just get to it. You know what I mean? Like I love mm. long term storytelling, and I like thinking way ahead in terms of your booking. But it's just like we've all known where this was headed, and like when this happens, we go okay, so we knew this was going to happen. Like let's just get on with it already. That's just the impression I was left with. You know, like let me I do think. It let was me good. I think uh, it was strong.
0: Let me go through the details of, like you said, the Usos appearing. They were going after KO ringside. They ended up hitting Sammy with a double super kick, mm-hmm. but uh, the what well, they were going to, I should say, they tried, but they ended up hitting so And that's when yeah. tro- that's when Roman got pissed. They started mm-hmm. pushing, you know, Jimmy and Jay around. That's when Jimmy drilled. Roman with the super kick, and Jay was yelling at him, continuing that like indifference, which is kind of the problem I've had in this story. Is like Jay is such a flip flopper. Like Mm -hmm. he like he'll hug Sammy and be like, "You did this to my family," but at the Mm -hmm. same time, he he's like he's all over the place. Jay is. No people are very much team Jay lately, and he's good. You know, he's he's good at what he's doing. And the drama was what it was. Did they go to the well another time too many? I think you're probably right because. The thing is, I'm with you. I love slow burn storytelling, Mm -hmm. like in my movement, film TV. I, I like a nice slow burn. And in wrestling, this is different. I'm going to give them props for this very long term family bloodline story that they've committed to telling. And I think when they get to the back, my prediction is months ago, I think Triple H and Paul Heyman must have sat down with these guys or whoever. And they're like, look. Jay, you're gonna have your moment in a couple months. Jimmy, I think it's four months from now, it's gonna mm-hmm. be your moment. Like Sammy, you're gonna like they're they're all they're passing the torch around to everybody get like mm-hmm. uh like you said, Oscar worthy moments. Yeah. But um, but I think what we're getting to is the explosion of um the bloodline in a way. And to, to just wrap it up real quick, because um KO was able to take advantage. KO and Sammy both they hit their uh their pin on their, their finishes on solo, got the win. Mm-hmm. And and you know Jimmy and Jay very conflicted, of course, until until all the other stuff went down with with the super kick to Roman and so with this bloodline exploding, um, are we so we're going, we're leading towards Solo and Roman versus the Usos now, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like that might be the thing that happens at the next Premium Live event. Um, now we have the bloodline feuding and imploding, and one by one they're leaving, like Sammy predicted, or or Cody or whoever it was, kind of predicted this. I think. I guess, I guess I'll ask you now as we get to kind of... Um, what you rate this match? Let me let me ask you your rating on this match. I'll give this match um, a 2.75 out of 5. Okay. I'm like 4.8 out of 10, right around yeah, there. 4.8, yeah, 4. 4.9. 4. Yeah. So very close because it is a storytelling match. And this is, yeah. you know, for what it's worth, I love the storytelling. But um, I think well, I'm just curious to know what's the ultimate, I guess you say... Um, what's what do you wrap how do you wrap this thing up once and for all what's the ultimate payoff i guess is my question that's
1: what i'm confused about because it seems like to me logical storytelling if we're if we're leaving on a happy ending one of the usos beats roman for the straps right but like does i don't know do we want to see that at all <laughs>
0: Is is you so you want J-O-S-O as your undisputed
1: champion? If that's who we want to dethrone Roman? I mean, like, you know, that seems where it's headed. And then then the other side of that is, you know, they have this feud and Roman kills them, you know? And, like, I just don't know how we come out
0: of there feeling good one way or the other, right? I guess... This is why, like, you know, when WrestleMania happened and I was all defeated because Cody didn't defeat Roman and I was all, like, upset. It was because I felt like that was the time to do it, you know? I was wondering because this is why I thought they were milking it too long to continue all this shit because, mm-hmm. all right, let's say Cody finishes the story of WrestleMania 40 and is the last domino to fall. What about yeah. everything in between? Like the Uso's already lost their tag titles at WrestleMania and that's mm-hmm. already a forgot. like for all intents and purposes, like a forgotten detail, you know, the titles and, and all that. Mm-hmm. What So like to, to get back to what's the ultimate payoff, uh, is it Jey Uso defeating Roman Reigns being coming the champion and the, then the family disintegrates. I I yeah. As long as these guys are in this company together, I don't see like how you don't just keep them together. But mm-hmm. also I like the drama a little bit. Paul Lee's in on it. Um let's continue real quick because we're gonna wrap it up soon. But yeah, what's the ultimate payoff? So what else do you got besides like maybe one? Yeah, I, do t-
1: t- I don't know, but this isn't gonna happen now. Or maybe it is, maybe it won't, but like this is what I would have done. Cause I mean I brought up to you guys maybe last week saying I think this is where Roman, you know, whatever happened, Roman gets pinned by Sammy, and that was, like, a way to... In this match. Yeah, in this matchup. This is what I would have done. Let Sammy get a pin on Roman. It's a way for Sammy to get that back, right? Like, that revenge back that he never got to have, um, you know, since Cody took his spot. And then, uh, you know, you get that. And then Solo starts to look at him like... Well, you're giving my brothers this hard time for losing. And then here you are losing. So then I think you get, you get, you put Solo in a spot where he's side eyeing Roman, like, well, why are you, you know what I mean? Like, you're going to treat my brothers like this and you're the only one here losing. He's like, I'm not losing. I didn't get pinned. You know what I mean? And then I think you could start something where there's dissension from Solo, you know, because they were sort of teasing that Solo is, is Solo going, And I know, I think Duke even mentioned, like, he doesn't want to see Solo go uh, face or anything like that. But I think for storyline purposes, if whatever shenanigans take place and Roman ends up taking that pin, then Solo starts looking at Roman differently and not giving him the respect. And I think that's the path you go. And like, now Solo, this big badass guy against Roman at some Mm. point, you know what I mean? Mm. And like, and then you then baby face Solo. Babyface solo, unfortunately, I'm not saying like I necessarily want him as a babyface, but I think in terms of a storyline progression and elevating somebody else and instantly putting him on the map as like a top guy in your company, you have, you build up to dissension in the family, but it's with solo and everybody else. And then uh, until solo decides, no, I've had enough of Roman, instead of it being Jimmy, I've had enough of Roman, you know what I mean? And the way he's treated my brothers and all this. And like, and, like, you know, putting this burden on our family as being, like, this dictator. And then he goes after Roman for those straps. Does he win or not? I don't know. But that's, you know, that's how I would have done it. And, like, it would have been, it would have felt like a, a fair fight. Because, like, not for nothing, Jay has been such a, like, uh, you know, you know, he's been Roman's bitch. You know what I mean? And it's sort of, like, and I just don't. I don't think of I don't even think of them as that great of a tag team, let alone him as a singles guy to beat the most dominant champion. But we're solo About the last still,
0: thirty yeah, years, forty exactly. years exactly. Yeah.
1: So like with solo, there's at least some mystique. There's some unknown. You know what I mean? He seems like a badass. He's instantly been put into situations where he has to be like an enforcer for big guys, and it's not a in a super original story of the enforcer of the group finally having enough of the mm-hmm. annoying champion. Right? Like it's not the most original thing, but it would have worked because the family ties there. And that's how I would have approached it. Can they mm-hmm. still do that? I mean, I don't know. Solo took the pin, you know, I, it just, yes. I think they just, I think they just messed up any possibility of something interesting like that. I don't know if that's interesting to other people, but that's what, how I would have looked at it. There's just the Usos are they they're a tag team to me. And it's like, I don't see them as singles guys at all. Mm-hmm. And Solo is, so I don't know.
0: Well, let me ask you this. Um, I feel like with, for me, I was, so adamant that Cody win at WrestleMania for my heart and my fandom and stuff like that. But also logically, would it have made sense if Cody or, you know, Cody beat Roman and he's the only one to lose at WrestleMania? The Usos keep their tag titles and they look at Roman side. Right. And then now maybe Roman's loss is yeah, a different rate yeah, yeah. goal than Roman having the titles. Because the Usos lost their tag titles, and the next night, or, you know, smack, Roman didn't really scold them and kick them out of the family. They yeah, just yeah, continued yeah. on, and it's just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it just seems like um, they're milking it. And I do respect it. I think it's better than like remember when Roman was champion all those other times, and we would just be like another Roman match. Oh my yeah, god, yeah, yeah. he is boring. You know, he's got yeah. so much better though with this storytelling, the bloodline stuff. Yeah, it's better than what it was right yeah. what we were getting sure. before with were Roman so i guess at least we're sitting and talking about it we're kind of compelled we were like who's going to be the one to end it how does yeah. it end at least they're giving us more questions than i guess you know we had before um but yeah i want to say shout out to Sami Zayn i guess being at the saudi arabia show he you know i, I know yeah. he was a guy who never thought he would yeah, be there against it yeah he was against it but you know they figured that out um props to him and i think you know right now this this bloodline stuff main eventing it feels it feels right but they might be very close to where like we're we're already saying go into the well once but like they're getting very close to for me anyway um mix it up put brock on last with cody or put the world title like it doesn't yeah the show doesn't doesn't have have to end the
1: same way right because it's the same ending Mm -hmm. same a lot of these events you
0: know what i mean and it's like all right, we I think it's time. Jimmy got his moment this time cuz this yeah. was his time to get his moment. Okay. Everybody's now like all all the focus is on Jimmy. So he's the flavor this week. Um let's rate the show overall and then get out of here. What do, what do you rate this Night of Champions 2023 overall?
1: I'll give it a 5 out of 10. And that's not a bad grade. You know what I mean for especially for WWE shows as far as I'm concerned. You know what I mean? I thought a lot of the matches were the only one I had below average, I think, was the Trish and um Becky match, and then Brock and Cody ever so slightly below average just because I just was annoyed most of the time. But uh, you know, I thought I thought it was fun enough. I didn't have a bad time watching it. I think five is a five is a passable grade for me. And um, yeah, I thought of, that's what it is
0: that's fair. I'm right with you. I'm actually four point eight out of ten. And it's, um, there was more of a, I guess, uh, the crowd really helped the show, not like Puerto Rico, so to speak. And there wasn't as much like exciting or thrilling sort of returns or nostalgia or anything like that. It felt like a glorified house show, like a lot of these premium live events do feel like. Um, Mm -hmm. but this one, you know, top to bottom, I think it was solid, pretty much an average show. I think the champ, the people involved, like the world championship match, I didn't really have a horse in the race, like I wasn't really invested, but it was a solid match. The main event, like we said, with the bloodline. I'm not really team KO still team you know I'm Sammy I I respect them so if I I probably once again if I had more guys invested in uh, more um, investment in the people in the match I'd have been higher on it Cody I I did say I like that match Um, yeah overall four point eight out of ten premium live event night of champions twenty twenty three this was uh you know these Saudi shows they bring in zillions of dollars they I think I saw something that said that they make like seven or eight times the amount of one WrestleMania. I uh, so
1: I saw a figure that said two nights of WrestleMania and, you know, I'm definitely misquoting the numbers, but it was something like two nights of WrestleMania was like $40 million in revenue. And like this pay-per-view was like a hundred million. Exactly. You know what I That's mean? So it was just
0: like, yeah, it's crazy. So on one hand, you're like, you know, money talks, business talks, right? Yeah. So. They're doing their thing. WWE knocked another one down. We have more questions than answers. That's cool, I guess, coming out of an event because you want to know where it's going to go with the bloodline. What's going to happen now with uh, yeah. Asuka? She's women's woman's champion. Shocked the world, I guess, and to Bianca's reign. So yeah. we got a big moment there. Um, so we have some questions going into SummerSlam. I know Money in the Bank is coming up. So WWE's doing their thing. I know there's a lot of people that are still invested in Roman Reigns. 1,000 days. It's pretty it's pretty insane one of my one of the guys I think is a goat yeah you know I mean look he's doing his thing so who's going to end Roman's reign let us know in the comments what's your fantasy booking how's this story going to end for the bloodline is it going to be Cody in Philly next year is it going to be Jey Uso is it going to be solo is it going to be someone we haven't talked about is it going to be Gunther Um, Maybe the IC champions, the world, you know, undisputed champion. Um, Let us know in the comments. Follow along with us. Appreciate all the listeners, all the subscribers, all the commenters. Nearing a 1,000 followers on Instagram. Appreciate all that. Everyone on YouTube, thanks for listening. For the East-West Connection, Frank, we'll be back with Duke next week. Back here on No Soul. Peace out.